What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome back to another episode of The Frame is Not on the Table, Low Life Chopper Podcast. <laughs> Happy Friday, uh, Chopperinos. <laughs> don't know what that is. Oh, my God. We're back <laughs> with... um. The second episode, the second build series episode. Um, I'm excited about this one. This is when the fun stuff starts to happen. It's when we get to start talking about frames and the geometry. Ooh, I know some people are going to like that rake and trail talk. Um, we'll talk about the wheels and the front end and the frames. All the good stuff. We're picking out all the good stuff this episode. Yeah, but, I'm excited. This one is... Uh gonna be a little bit more you know it's this is the fun stuff the fab stuff yeah um but before we do that time for that motherfucking housekeeping um i don't have any housekeeping um shout out to easy co and la spada the uh the swap meet was sick um i picked up a dope Dope 39 millimeter from <laughs> fucking Chicken Richard. Um, which is nice. Didn't need it, but Chicken Rick knows how to fucking dangle that carrot in your face of the good prices. Chicken Rick got the fucking best bargains in Connecticut. Um, so I had to scoop it up just in case. One of the homies is gonna need a 39 millimeter one day, and those motherfuckers are starting to be extinct. Yeah, Ain't dude, everybody wanted them. that too. You got that first thing in the morning and yeah, everybody was coming up to the table. Oh, I set it up. I set it up the night before, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so got that. Um, picked up an alternator cover off of. Um... Why am I drawing a blank right now? Oxford Co. Choppers is that? Is it Oxford Co. Choppers? It's Oxford Co. Dot Choppers. I just want to say Oxford Chopper Co. Me too. But, but I guess that would be bad. close to Easy Co. Right. Um, anyways, Oxford Co. Choppers, um, he made an alternator cover a while back, just out of a stock primary. Oh, yeah, that thing was And sick. it's super fucking cool. It's super really fucking nice. cool. Um, so I scooped that off him. Um, got to talk to a lot of fucking people. Everybody was there. Chopper Bob. Um, Chicken Rick. I haven't seen him in a while, so it's cool to chop it out with him a little bit. Uh, Steve from Deadbeat. Um, Steve got to fucking talk with everybody. Orders. It was great. Got to fucking hang out with uh, Truth for a while oh, from uh, Chopperhead in the Big Truth podcast. Um, that was a lot of fucking fun chopping up with him. Um, it was just all around. It was needed. It was much needed time with my fellow fucking peers. Bro, I'm going to say this is the best swap meet I've ever been to. Number yeah, I one, love it. Dude, number one, it was tons of fucking chopper parts. Yeah, number it was two, all chopper parts, I would say. Cheap, dude. I got a I got a CV carb for ten bucks. I got Such mad shit, dude. I was just, dude. I was, and I sold a ton of shit too. I made hundreds you sold of dollars. A bunch of shit. I sold a lot of money. <laughs> I sold a lot. I drank a lot of it away. A lot of it was exchanged for other parts that I didn't need. But it was a chopper builder's like dream, dude. Everybody yeah. from the Northeast was there, from Connecticut, all the major players. They all had fucking wild shit. This dude across from us sold two Sportster motor, motors, 
All right. Full sports motor. Yeah, a motors, four speed an and a five speed. A twelve hundred and an eighty eight three. For a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks, dude. <laughs> fucking crazy. That's what we're talking about, dude. The swap meets <laughs> are back. All the fucking people that weren't about it with the fucking expensive bullshit, dude. Yeah, the people that were scalping the fucking community, gone. Yeah. yeah. See now you, it's bud. Just dirt bags. Back to just dirt yeah. bags, dude. So it's just back cheap. to guys who build and yeah. you're getting the deals. So for all you dude, scalpers, if you listen to this show, stop. Don't even listen to the show because we don't like you. Okay. <laughs> We don't we fucking want our like cheap you. parts back, dude. and you know this who is, you are. <laughs> I'm gonna make a hat. Make swap meets great again. I, we're, that's yeah. that's our next hat, and I yeah. think we're getting there, buddy. Because that was the best. It was hands down the best swap meet I've ever been to. Most successful, yeah. dude. Dan built an entire shovel head in an afternoon. He got a fucking yeah. frame, <laughs> dude. He got a fucking a transmission, and he ain't yeah. made a money, dude. I mean, this shit was affordable. It was like the prices you want. I seen. I seen three hardtailed shovel frames. All three of them under five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Under five hundred bucks. Oh yeah, know what I'm saying, dude. They had sick ass springers, dude. They had. There was just so much good stuff, and it was there was no takeoff parts, dude. It was all just like everybody brought their chopper shit. It was yeah. fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was so fun. What a great day! What a good swap. And perfect timing, dude, you know? It actually, you know, I've been, like, dragging my ass on doing shit to my shovel. But after that swap meet, I was, like, I dug right in. It, like, fucking inspired me. Got lit a fire under my ass, you know? Same. Same. Yep. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I got fired up, dude. Made a fucking roller after the swap meet. I was fired the fuck up. Yeah, I want another one. (laughs) That was so much fun. (laughs) That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So great, great swap meet. Yeah. Again, easy, easy co and, uh, La Spada. They always do a good show, but that's a dope spot. And this was, yeah, I'm going to say it's my favorite swap meet I've ever ever been to. It's not the biggest, but it was the best. You know, it's like if you reduce, you go to a swap meet like Keene or Stafford Springs. Yeah. Cut out all the bullshit. Yeah. There's guys like selling stupid patches and all that shit. There was none of that there. It was just like, you know, dirty chopper builder dudes that had chopper parts. It was so beautiful, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And good and shit, it, too. Not just like all like crusty, rusty, shitty shit. Nice stuff, dude. It was good shit there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I brought, I brought some, some whole motors. See some brought, shovel like, motors. I brought, you know, usually I bring all my shit, but I was just like, this, I, I just brought like my cool, like, you know, like hard drive mid frisco pegs and shit like that you know like the elite stuff yeah but uh yeah it was awesome i'm getting all pumped all over again i was juiced saturday night oh yeah dude the swap me got me fired up man it was good to see everybody uh it was good to see all the parts it was good to see the prices are coming back down to normal um yeah. it just made you feel good and yeah. um you didn't get like fucked on a bunch of parts that you didn't need you know what i mean like you're yeah. not just like oh it's been you like felt good about the purchase and everybody was like super high spirits and yeah. We had the so pepperoncinis, cool. the pepperoncinis were flowing. The pepperoncinis. Yeah, dude. I had like day. 30 of those things. Yeah. Same. I was eating them this morning actually before I went to work at 6am. <laughs> yeah. People were walking up to the table. Like we're like, Hey, you want a pepperoncini? And they're like, no, I don't want heartburn at fucking eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, just a sip of coffee. Yeah, Peppertini. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't that few, uh, real quick, for you guys that don't have IG, you haven't got to see this roller yet. So I'm going to show you. Um, but we're not going to get into anything on the build. Um, we're going to talk about that after we finish this series in hopes that I have more done and more to talk about. But for you guys that don't have Instagram, uh, that don't do social media, here's your chance. Go to YouTube. And... If you go to, hold on, let me give you, I'll give you the minute marker. This will be a little different because we still got to put the intro in, but roughly about eight and a half minutes in, you can see Loctite's fucking roller as it sits. Okay. Yo. That's such a nice stance. She gorgeous. Got the Mullins narrow fucking trees on it. Those are pimping, dude. Those are so She's Oh, shit. With the shaved lowers to match. <laughs> yeah, shaved lowers. Did I just see your cock out? Is your yeah, cock out? Yeah. <laughs> I actually do these naked. <laughs> I just put from the waist the best down. hoodie on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, I don't have as cool of a backdrop anymore. Still got the shovel motor for now. Um, but we're losing the backdrop slowly, boys. That's good. You Which just is a good put thing. it up on the table, dude. Yeah. Hoist that whole thing up. Not a bad thing. Yeah, so uh, actually, I guess I just remembered a couple of housekeeping keeping items. Um, I just want to say thank you uh, for everybody that has been buying the camp mugs. Uh, we have that deal going on. Buy a camp mug. Get a code for $5 off. Bump Shop Diaries, um, Black Coffee Congregation. Every I, I was showing Loctite at, at, over this weekend. Every single person that's bought stuff from our new line has bought a camp mug. Yeah. Or a mug. It's always like a shirt and a mug, a hat and a hat, mug. mug, a mug and a mug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like those mugs. And you don't want to be the only one. Like when we go to fucking Deadbeat, everybody's going to be bringing their, their, their camp mugs. We're all going to have them. You don't want to be left out. You don't want to be the only one. You want to be in the mug club, bro. So go grab a yeah. mug. Uh, but then go try that, that fucking. What is that coffee called? Hardtail, isn't it? Hardtail blend or hardtail something like blend. that. Hardtail blend, yeah. Hardtail yeah. blend, dude. It's yeah, roasted I, to order. It's some serious, serious yeah. shit. I, I'm gonna have to order some. I don't have a yeah. fancy bean grinder or anything like that, so I'm gonna have to get the ground shit. But yeah, well, I think he roasts it and grinds it and packs it and ships it. Yeah, that dude is serious about his coffee. Yeah, he's a gangster. Yeah. And uh, oh, <laughs> go also, check out. By the way, go check out Bump Shop Diaries. Um, I was just listening to, um, and just so you know, they're not only on Instagram. This isn't just an Instagram thing. You go to Spotify, type in Bump Shop Diaries, and um, there's like, what do you call those? Like webisodes, like mini episodes. They're like 15 minutes long, yeah, 20 minutes like... long, something like that. Um, and they're super fucking cool, man. I was um, working on the front end of this thing today. And just had them fucking playing the back. And they're like little stories. And uh, they're dope because old fucking Rodney Neenock got a great fucking radio voice, dude. Neenock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know his last name. That's not his last name. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, I strictly like, just made that up. <laughs> good, because I just laughed at it. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, huge shout out to uh, Evo Jesus. 
Um, big shout out to Bump Shop Diaries for collabing with us. Um, I think we got to do something. Maybe we put up a, a a coffee mug where it's one side is Low Life Shop Podcast and the other side is Bump Shop. Yeah, we should do something like that. Yeah, yeah, do a collab with him. Um, uh, but anyways, huge shout out to him. He was um, shouting us out on his last podcast, shouting out Crazy Gentleman Podcast, shouting out everybody. Um, he's another dude. He's like us. He just wants to see everybody winning. So go support Bump Shop Diaries. Check them out. Order some motherfucking coffee. Buy some vintage clothing and listen to the man with the perfect radio voice tell you some amazing old chopper stories. They're fucking great. They're awesome. They're great. The only complaint I have is I want them to be longer. I want a full-length motion picture. I don't even care. I can just picture it with my brain because he paints the story so nicely. Yeah. Um. I just want them to be longer. I want them to be like full one and a half hour episodes. <laughs> just like stories. Ben Affleck. Yeah, featuring Ben Affleck. <laughs> Act it out with explosions yeah. and CGI. So anyways, go check them out. Uh, and tell them we fucking sent you. Yeah. The other thing, January giveaway <laughs> sponsor. Guys, Patreons are pouring in, baby, because everybody wants... A piece of this. All right. Oh, boy. He was at the swap. He's about it. He's a real one. Solid. Oxford Co. Choppers. Yeah. Solid fucking dude. They had. I bought a lot of stuff off him and his boy there. I bought the yeah. bags and all that shit. They had some primo shit, uh, but they were just big chilling at the front door. Uh, but yeah, these bars are sick. We're going to be pulling that in what, like two weeks now. Yeah. Uh, so go and ahead make sure you go. go follow them on Instagram. Definitely. You're not winning. If we if pull your name them. and you're not following them, you ain't winning, bro. What if they don't have Go Instagram? follow the boys. Oh, yeah, that sucks. If you're a Patreon, if you have an Instagram, we're going to scold you. We're going to make Here's the thing. It's not a choice. If you're not following them, we're going to make you we're going to make you follow them. So you yeah, will be I'll following. I'll hunt them. you down. And if you don't have an Instagram, you can't follow them. But uh yeah, I don't know. That. <laughs> Got ourselves into a little bit of a pickle there. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that before. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, if the... you have Instagram, go yeah. follow him. Even if you're not part of the Patreon, go fucking follow him. He's a real motherfucker doing real motherfucker shit and sells parts for a great fucking price. Yeah, He's the good, real good deal price. Holyfield. Yep. Yeah, so go to... Uh... You know, lowlifechopperpodcast.com. That has links to everything. Oh, um, so fancy. Oh, dude, we fancy as fuck. Um, but yeah, th- thanks everybody for, you know, visiting the website last week after we announced it. Thank you for following us on YouTube. Is there like a counter on this? You can see how many people visit it. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, dude, you know what we should add else. on there? Because I know you're a big tech guy. You love fucking just spending all your free time up in the attic fucking making shit. <laughs> Listen, hear me out. Do you have surveillance cameras in your garage? Yeah. Oh, listen. What if we create a link where anytime we're in the garage, we can turn it on or off and people can just click the link and live stream us working in the garage? That's cool. It's kind of creepy, but it kind of be like, I don't know. <laughs> It'll kind of be like that. Like, 
people <laughs> people just be like sitting back, rubbing their belly button and shit, watching us yeah. work on our bikes. Yeah. Yeah, we should do something like that. Maybe we do a garage night or something to do a live stream. I'm still trying to figure out the live stream stuff's really hard to do. Yeah. But uh embedding that into a website, I might have to uh get some Enlist help on that. IT help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh fuck. I mean, I get by, but like, that sounds hard. <laughs> yeah, it does not sound easy. Yeah, but I'm sure there's a way to do it. There's got to be some kind of like app or like something. Some like there's definitely a way to do it. You know, they yeah, do that there's shit, like some like, website that you can link in the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do that for like uh, like science, like universities and shit. They'll yeah they'll do put like a camera on like an too. eagle. Yeah, an eagle yeah. nest, and it's just 24 hour live stream. Yeah, there's some hunting things that um, like hunting people that I follow and they have a live stream in their food plots. So you can just click on it any time and just see like deer like moseying around in the field. Yeah. In fact, I, I really kind of already have a live stream 24 seven in my garage because like uh, my cam, uh, we have a camera in the garage and my my uh, wife sets it up because we had a cat that ran away. And mm. every night she leaves my garage door open a crack, puts a cat food can down and has that. And when the cat, we've actually caught her before, she'll come in and eat the food and she has the uh, remote garage door opener and she'll be like, gotcha, bitch. But then she ends up running away again. But I have a 24 hour nice. live feed. I just have to figure out how to get that live feed onto the website. Yeah. Choppers and cats. Yeah. Yeah, I got a 24-hour live feed in here, too, but I just don't know how you would. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I got 24-hour live feed inside the garage, outside the garage, outside of the house, and the back of the garage. We need a young <laughs> We need a young intern that'll yeah, work yeah. for college credits. Anybody who yeah. want to volunteer? Yeah, listen, if you're in college for IT shit and you need some fucking community service hours, your boys yeah. got Yeah. <laughs> It's unpaid. We want to be very clear about that. Yes. We'll pay you <laughs> in takeoff parts. Yeah, there's uh there's fringe <laughs> benefits though. Friends with benefits? Fringe benefits. Oh. All right. All right. Anyways, um, this episode <laughs> we We're almost twenty minutes in. in. We haven't even talked about a chopper yet. But we haven't talked about food yet. Oh, <laughs> I was just going to bring up hot dogs, but I won't because <laughs> a lot of people have been sending me hot dog carts and shit on yeah, Facebook. <laughs> I, yeah, that could be a thing. It will be, a, be a thing. thing. Just we could build a survey car hot dog cart. Dude, have Dan paint it. Yeah. Fiberglass, a giant wiener cab on it. <laughs> Dude, that'd be sick. It's like a two-story cab, so you're on the bottom driving, and your head sticks out, and then I like climb up and sit above you, and my head sticks sit out at the, the top. <laughs> yeah, two-story wiener. Uh, that's gonna happen. <laughs> that's gonna happen now. All right. Um. So we had ready to dive into the episode. Any other housekeeping? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we going to recap last week real quick or no? Yeah, we can recap. And there's actually some people had reached out, uh, with some things that maybe we forgot to review that, uh, yeah. wanted to talk about. So, uh, 
last week we talked about, you know, basically platform, you know, like the engine and uh, transmission, where to get them, uh, what to look out for, how to do a rebuild, things like that. Um, but one thing, since we're from New Hampshire, this isn't come up a lot, but uh, Dave, David Norris on YouTube, he had said, hey, what about like titles, registrations, shit like that? Like, how do you get, because a lot of these old, you know, especially if you're like piecing it together, like state by state, they have like a lot of fucked up laws and it varies from state to state. In New Hampshire, it's pretty much impossible not to register whatever vehicle you want. It's, they don't do VIN checks. If it's less than like a 2000 something. It's like a 2007 or something. Yeah. So as far as choppers go, like you're looking at, most people are looking at like early aughts back. You know what I mean? So like old vehicles, New Hampshire doesn't do titles. They won't issue one. Even if it has a title, they won't transfer it over to you. Right. So all you need is a bill of sale. And you handwrite those. You could, I've done them on napkins. Uh, I've yeah. done them on fucking backs of receipts and shit. Like, it's just, it doesn't, nobody's scrutinizing these yeah. legal documents. Yeah. So in New Hampshire, it's, it's really easy. Nobody's checking your VINs. For me personally, I go down to the town hall. And you, you can register at your local town hall. You just bring in the crumpled up piece of paper that says someone sold it to you. And the old There's registration, no... though. Um, yeah. The old so registration you need, you or... need an old registration and a bill of sale. Yeah. If you don't have an old registration, it's as easy as going to anywhere that does an inspection sticker or having the police come. They just run the VIN and verify it's not stolen. You're right and then you can go that. register it. I forgot I had to do that actually with the uh, the shovel head. I had to do a VIN check, um, yeah. but they didn't come out. I just called the police department, and they said, "What's the VIN?" And I gave them the VIN off the engine. Yeah, well, you live in like Yellowstone. Yeah, it's the Wild West out here. The Wild Wild yeah. West. The police station's five minutes from my house, so they're like, "Yeah, we'll be right down." You fucking thief. They're five minutes to my house too. <laughs> But they're just like, I was like, yeah, I guess I need to do a VIN check or whatever. And they were, it was, it took like 10 seconds. Yeah. But yeah, if you have the, if you have the registration bill of sale, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, good thing that sucks though, is like is, when you go to sell it, you kind of fuck. Because you don't have a title. Yeah, well, limits where you can sell it, you know. Like, because I know like Massachusetts... It's possible, but it's a pain in the ass. Well, that's the good thing. Is like most of the states, like Massachusetts, California, uh, I think almost all states actually, because it's coming from New Hampshire, which is a non-titled state, they'll still, you can still put in for the title, even though I don't have the title, because it's coming from a non-titled state. Oh, okay. That's good to know. So as long as it's been registered in New Hampshire, a non-titled state, the stuff people get, when you hear the Vermont thing, it's because uh, Vermont, is also a non-title state. So say yeah. if I register a bike here and it doesn't need a title, I have the registration, I have the bill of sale. Now, if I sell it to you and you live in Massachusetts, you, I give you my registration, I give you a bill of sale, and then you go to the town hall, or well, you have to go to the DMV in Massachusetts. 
you go to the DMV and say, hey, bought this in New Hampshire. It's a non-titled state. And Massachusetts is like, oh, okay. And they will pull the title from wherever the last place it was titled at. Okay, so that's good to know. The other thing is you mentioned the the Vermont loophole uh, is not a scam. And the reason people can use that, and I, I actually just watched uh, an interview with a dude that like from the DMV or whatever in Vermont, you don't, the loophole is that you don't have to be a Vermont resident to yeah. register a vehicle in Vermont. So you can yeah. just do it online and they'll send it to you wherever in the USA. So that's always like a, I, I've never personally done it, but it used to be the same thing in Maine too. It's like the thing to do. If you are, if you're really jammed up, Vermont's happy to take your money, yep. <laughs> give you a fucking Vermont license plate or whatever. So there's always yeah, that guys so, yeah. used to do it here all the time in New Hampshire when I was younger to their trucks and they would register them in Vermont because the New Hampshire cop can't pull you over for say, if you have tinted windows, because you're going by Vermont laws, not New Hampshire, bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can't pull you over for all that stupid shit. Cause it's not their state. Yeah. And the, uh, Same thing with, like people used to do the boating courses that way. You take your boating course online, by the way, in Vermont online, mm. you never even walk into a classroom. So you Don't can just have, to go. have it in one window, the test, and then the answer's in the other one. You get a perfect yeah. score, they send you your fucking captain's license. It's yeah. fucking crazy, but I think they're stopping that soon, too. If you've had, uh, I've heard some nightmares, like getting things registered, and I know a lot of states are like, you know, it's just, it's the state, it's the town, it's the county or whatever. Some of them are fucking real hard asses, and I'd love to hear some, uh, some of your, you know, some of your stories of getting fucked over. Cause I've heard some real horror stories, like people get their bike repossessed and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested where to avoid living. When I, <laughs> so when I, stories, um, let me know. When I raffled off the shovel, the guy who won that was in California and I sent it to him with no title, sent him the registration, the bill of sale. He brought it down and they do like, um, um, what the fuck's that thing called? Like a green label or a blue label or some shit like that. And know. that goes on the bike and then they issue a title. And you're oh, good okay. to go. So I know you can do it in California. If you can do it in California, I'm pretty sure you can do it anywhere. Yeah, I guess my, my advice here too is like, if you're in one of those states that requires like a VIN, a VIN check or any of that bullshit, do it before you build the bike. Because I didn't even think about it until after I spent all this time. It was like the last thing I did was register the bike. And I was like, if this fucking thing comes back and it's like stolen or some shit, I'm fucked. Yeah. They're not, they're not just like, Ooh, whoopsie. Like, you're, you've spent all this time. It's yours now, you know? Like, you don't have any rights at that point. They're going to be like, oh, thanks for letting us know you have stolen property. <laughs> but we'll come pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I had that, that when like I did my shovel too, because I yeah. built the entire shovel before I fucking ever registered it. I think there is like a website where you can check, like you can check at least if it's stolen. I don't know how reputable they are, but I mean, you can always call it in too. To, I mean, like before you purchase a bike, you know what I mean? Just get the, be like, hey, what's the VIN and call yeah. your police department or some shit. But <clears throat> yeah, so thanks for the. Thanks for the uh, question there, Dave. That's, uh, you know, again, if you're from a 
shithole that fucks around with people that want to build cool shit, let us know. Um, I'd like to know what the hardest state is. You know, I, I hear Massachusetts can be a real pain in the ass. Yeah. Mass DME sucks. Yeah. So, um, was there anything else that from last week that we wanted to add? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. All right. So this, this week we're going to talk about the chassis. Um, so basically the roller, right? So the, the frame, the front end, the wheels, uh, sissy bar handlebar, like everything that makes it, makes it a motorcycle, uh, all the metal components, right. Where you can roll it around and, uh, it looks kind of like a bike, right. Um, so frames, a couple of different routes you can go here. You can buy a frame that's already hardtailed, or you could hardtail it yourself. There's not a third option where you keep the shocks on your bike. That is not an option. You have to either buy a hardtailed frame that's complete, or you can convert your soft-tailed bike into a hardtail bike. Yeah. Uh. Full frames can be pretty expensive, or if you're like Danny, you can pick one up at a swap meet mad fucking cheap. Yeah. And, uh, but you're looking at like for a, for a, a hard tailed frame brand new from a supplier over a thousand bucks. Yeah. You're looking at probably right around 1100, 1200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like 1200 bucks. And if you're getting some weird, crazy shit, consider, you know, even more the the good thing about uh a frame from you know like lowbrow or uh paco or something they tend to have better lines because it was built with the lines in mind mm. um but again it's a trade-off so you get probably better lines but and you can do cooler shit right because they're already like stretched they're already up and out and and there's tons of choices out there but you gotta pay a pretty penny I mean, thousand plus twelve hundred bucks is a lot of fucking dough for a frame, but uh, yeah. but here's the other thing to consider: if you are parting this thing together, right, and you just buy a frame, then you have to buy a hardtail, right? Mm-hmm. So, a hardtail kit, some of those are almost a thousand bucks, like the V twin one, like the nice one with the cast axle plates. Uh, if you get one from Lowbrow. I don't even know what they're going for nowadays. Three, four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. I mean, something like that. Three hundred bucks. Um, And if you don't know how to weld, welders are getting like five, six, seven hundred bucks. I've heard seven hundred bucks to weld a hardtail on. That's a lot of fucking money. So if you can't weld, I'd, I'd say you might as well just buy a frame or find one that's already. Yeah, a swap meet or something. Yeah, and uh, you know if you get if you get one from you know a distributor or something that's already hard you know hardtail frame, they often will already have like tank bungs, right? So I was on uh, I was actually looking Lowbrow has one that I was looking at for my sporty. Already has the bungs for like a Frisco tank, or you can do sporty style, you know, uh, sportster tank style mounting brackets. 
and they include all that stuff. Uh, so lots of things to consider. Um, if you have a frame that you're converting into a hardtail and say that you can weld it together, you're going to be doing some serious cutting and grinding. I spent probably more time on the frame than any other part of the build. Oh, yeah. Because first off, you have to you have to cut it. So, so let's just, if you're buying a frame, that's easy because you're just going to be putting stuff on. You're not going to be necessarily probably taking things off, right? You're going to buy the frame you want and that's easy. You're going to be paying through the nose. But if you, you're actually not that far off, right? Like if you buy a frame in a hardtail kit, you're in the thousand dollar range. So let's say you have a, you bought your bike and you're just, you just have to buy the kit that's 300 bucks and you can weld it on. That's a no brainer, right? That's a pretty cheap way to get into a hardtail. Um, you like a shovel head, for instance, like when you strip that thing down, there's all types of shit that you have to cut off that thing because they're built with like the big tank mounts for the split tanks and shit like that. There's a lot of fucking metal you got to cut and grind off and they have a lot of holes in them too that you got to weld up. Um, so you spend, you spend a, a long time just cutting, grinding and removing powder coat which is so fucking messy. Such a pain in the ass. Yeah. If you, I, I don't know what sandblasters get. I've heard as people go as low as 50 bucks to sandblast a frame. If that's true, I would definitely do that. I haven't been able to find someone to sandblast for 500 bucks, but uh, removing the powder coats, pain in the ass and you have to take that off to be able to paint it, you know, because it's thick. That factory Harley powder coat is really thick. Mm. So you can't just, you know, like places where you're down to bare metal, there's like a visible lip. Um, but anyways, you're going to spend a long time uh, cutting and patching to start. And then you're going to have a frame that, you know, let's say you get a sandblasted or I actually got this thing from Harbor Freight. I forget what it's called, but it has like a roller on the front, like an abrasive roller, like a drum oh, roller. I think it might be called a drum sander or something. And it has, uh, it comes with, well, it comes with like rolls of sandpaper, but it also comes with these, uh, I don't know, it looks like ramen noodle. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like the abrasive stuff. And, uh, that actually worked really well to remove most of the uh, powder coat because those that roller kind of forms around the tubing. So you can kind of press down on it, it wraps around, then you just have to – it takes a long time. Yeah, I mean, and then all the little nooks and crannies and stuff you have to get in there. I ended up uh, vapor honing mine, uh, which when I had my, my larger cabinet. But it doesn't do a great job on powder coating. So anyways, I ended up just grinding off as much as I could and then doing the rest with uh, with the vapor owner. But I definitely say just sandblast that bitch uh, and then start cutting and grinding. Uh, and then once you get your, again, cut off pretty much all the tabs that, you know, you have to kind of go around and be like, oh, well, you know, you're not going to use any of their factory tabs like the flimsy ones, right? You're going to want to replace those anyways. Uh, things for like exhausts and stuff. So you cut off all that shit, 
cut off everything off the neck. And then you can, I think you, you windowed the neck of your shovel head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Scale of one to 10. How shitty was that? It takes a long time. It looked, I was going to do it. Did yours have that fucking lock in it too? Yep. You had to cut that out. It's in a weird place too. Yeah. Yeah. And arguably I could have had better tooling to do it. That would have made it a lot easier. Um, but I used um, drill bits. Um, a sawzall. Um, that finger sander thing. The D, whatever the hell the fuck it's called. You know what I'm talking about, right? The finger thing? Yeah. The dynophile? Yeah, the dynophile. An electric wow. dynophile. Um, use that. And then once I got it all like smoothed out and shit, skimmed it with Bondo just to like make it look seamless. Um, it took a little bit. Now, arguably, if I had better tooling, if I had that um, small little fucking Sawzall uh, pneumatic gun that I've told you about, it has like a little three-inch fucking or two-inch fucking Sawzall blade on it. Oh, yeah, that would be sick. It would have been so much faster. Because um, then you can basically just drill in the top corners and all the corners right. and then stick that thing in. Yep. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> maybe some burr bits to like really knock that metal down faster than using a Dynafile. And then using the Dynafile to finish it <clears throat> um, would have probably made it a lot faster. But it's still it's still pretty tedious. It's a small fucking space. And it's on the backside of your neck. So, like, you can't fuck around and fuck it up. Because then if you blast through the backside of that neck, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it takes some time. Um, but to me, it looks great. So, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and if you actually the uh, EasyCo, they did a really great video on how to window a neck. So go check that out. Uh, <laughs> theirs was really shitty too. I think they had like tons of Bondo and all sorts of like horrible shit yeah. in there. Um, but anyways, yeah. So moving on, we got you. Either have a shiny new hardtailed frame from your favorite low life chopper podcast sponsor or you spend a bunch of time and money um getting a getting a hardtail kit now i guess we could probably talk about the different kits that are out there that i've personally used um i wish that when i did mine i would have gotten one of the there's basically two different types of kits they have like the premium kits and then you have your cheaper kits right and it all has to do with the axle plates, basically. Um, the more expensive kits, they have the cast axle plates. And I think they look a lot better. Um, I wish I would have went that route, spent a little bit extra money. Um, mm. They just they just look... You get that like uh, panhead type of look to the frame, you know what I mean? Like old yeah. school. It uh, just looks so great. So, uh, but if you only have three, four hundred bucks for a hardtail kit, you know, I think there, there's a, there's a couple of different what, I mean, they only come in a, like, if you get a kit, it's either going to be a hoop one or it's going to be straight. 
and uh they're all pretty much the same to put on you know unless you get like you know the premium ones like the v-twin one has like the whole backbone they have the axle blades and shit so you cut off basically at the backbone stick that shit on Mm. um but these other ones you're basically you just cut uh yeah they have instructions most of them uh and the other thing is if it's your first time doing it and some of them are better than others oh yeah um anyone that leaves you know especially on like sportsters because sportsters have like it's like a hoop in the front. So it's like one big fucking hoop. Any hardtail that leaves that hoop bumped up and comes down like this, you're not going to like it. It's a pain in the fucking dick when you go to do your seat and all that shit. Um, what you want is a hardtail that's going to leave you one solid line from your neck all the way to your axle plates. By doing it that way, it makes it so you're mounting your seat easy fucking peasy. Mount your fender, easy peasy. And it gives you that nice, just downhill fucking line that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. So do your research. Some hardtail yeah. kits are better than others. 100%. I've lucked out and all the hardtail kits I've bought so far have just been fucking great and super easy to do. Um, so just do your yeah, research. Yours was Ask really, around. really easy. The, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's easier with like the shovels. Because you line it up with the transplate. You know what I mean? Like, once that transplate's bolted on and and the hardtail is mounted into the tubes of the original frame, it can't be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it can't be. And it's the same with the uh, Sportster, the kit that I got from David Bird, which unfortunately doesn't make hardtails anymore. Um, Same thing. It had the transplate that would mount up to the transplate on the Sportster. You put your four bolts in. And just weld. It's literally a jig built into the hardtail. Um, so if I was going to give you any advice, if you're going to go the hardtail route, do your research. Ask around on Instagram or Chopcold or fucking Facebook and find somebody that's used the hardtail kit you're looking at and ask them how the install went. How did the mock-up of the shit that comes after the install work out? Yeah. Um, just do your research because there's nothing worse than getting a hardtail kit that makes the rest of the process fucking harder. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> one thing is like that I'll just mention because I had a hard time with this was the axle adjusters. They didn't mm-hmm. come on my hardtail. You don't think about that shit until it's you get a weird thing too. to put the fucking wheel on. And then you're like, I kind of need those, you know? Yeah. And that's not exactly an easy thing to to weld on necessarily you know it's just not something you want to you already bought the whole fucking thing you don't want to have to make bungs for it and do all that shit and line it up and mine are not perfectly straight right. <laughs> you know though i tried but uh things like that i mean if you're in the 400 dollars camp for hardtail kits they're all about the same like from the ones i've seen they typically have the uh axle adjusters you know on there uh and they're relatively easy to just like you said i mean you don't really need a frame jig uh that that definitely does help we didn't i mean we didn't really we used it to get it lined up initially on yours on the shovel head i think we could have done it without it 100 percent, yeah i can recommend fully the rogue six um hardtail for a shovel is very nice yeah 
that was the first hardtail I've ever done. Yeah. And I was able to do it. I mean, it wasn't that yeah, we complicated banged it out to figure two it out. hours, start to finish. And there hours. was no instructions either. And that's with filming, by the way. Filming yeah. a whole fucking YouTube episode. Three guys that have never hardtailed before in their lives did it in three hours. Yeah. I mean, two hours. Sorry, not three hours. With, two hours. With no instructions. There's no instruction booklet. Yeah. And actually, this is famously, you know, the, the company that when, if you reach out to them and ask them, any questions about the install, they'll just reply with, I think it's pretty <laughs> self-evident or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not going to offer you any help on it, but you don't really need any. It is pretty intuitive. No. Yeah. Like once you once you're, you put that thing next to your I mean, it only, thing, goes, like, it, it only goes one way. It only goes you one way. You know what I mean? Way. You plug in the bottom of the frame, plug in the top of the frame, and then adjust according to the transplate. Yeah. Done. If you do it wrong, <laughs> these things won't line up. It won't yeah. fit. So <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty, it's pretty hard to fuck it up. It's pretty hard to fuck it up. And once you do one, it's like again, uh, if you're going to be welding it, I would definitely and suggest this was, this was TIG welding, by the way, which takes longer yeah. than MIG. True, you know what I mean. We could have still done two it hours in, with TIG. We could have done it in a half an hour if I had a MIG. Yeah, but it, it's good to have the TIG. I'd say TIG is preferable. Um, because there's, especially with like that kit, you have the slugs and stuff. You want to get good penetration, high heat, um, but not a ton of prep. I mean, we didn't barely bevel the fucking thing, but uh, yeah. just throw enough weld in there to make it happen. Uh, I would definitely suggest if you're welding it yourself for the first time, you know, just go slow. Make mm -hmm. sure you don't cut off too much. You can always grind yeah, do back half more. of the pipe at a time. Yeah, like we were kind of eyeballing it. We weren't, we definitely didn't have, there was no measuring implements anywhere. We were just kind of like mm -hmm. cut here and here. And then we had to take it off and grind a little bit, take it off and grind a bit. So just wherever you think it's going to be, just cut a little bit closer and then you can just grind it off yeah. um, and just go slow and be a semi capable welder. I would say that I'm like, I'm not like the worst welder, but I can. Lojo actually gave you uh props on your tig welding when he seen the frame he was like dang yeah, rhino did these yeah, okay 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 so he yeah he gave That's you props bro. he said that he said the welds looked really good oh fuck yeah dude High and praise. he's a professional welder dude he yeah was literally a welder before he became a mechanic fucking a dude thank you joe i really appreciate it. that means a lot to me wow so yeah i guess i'm a I guess I'm the best TIG welder in the You're Amsterdam a certified now. welder now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go, yeah. Maybe I'll change careers. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, there you go. I, I think I'm a piece of shit welder, but uh, professional welders think I'm okay. So, you just, uh, it's hard to screw up. But definitely don't even ask me if you can flux core it. And no. I guess you could probably do If you do write in and ask welding. us if you can flux core, I'm blocking you. <laughs> <laughs> Just if you if you're if this you're is your life, core, this is yeah, your life. <laughs> if you're think if you're seriously thinking about doing a flux core weld on your chopper hardtail, just let me know and I'll weld it for you. Stick weld it before you fucking flux core it. All right, a stick welder is cheap. <laughs> a stick welder is cheap at Harbor Freight, but <laughs> yeah, just put like exhaust clamps on it before if you're gonna instead. And not for nothing, man. You listen, let's glue. be fucking real. You can get a TIG machine now. Fucking cheap. They're not 
expensive like they were fucking five years ago. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you cheap. can get you can get a pretty halfway decent setup for five hundred bucks. You Brand know what I mean? New. So it's like, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so it's like there's really no excuse. Even cheaper. Yeah. There's no excuse. I for all you guys listening to the show that's longtime listeners, you know I've been Mr. Mig for a long motherfucking time. But your boy is gonna be buying the same pig Rhino runs. For this yeah, fucking dude. for this shovel build that way because Rhino's my IT guy. I got the same pellet stove as Rhino, <laughs> just in case I run into some shit. I'm gonna be running the same TIG machine in case I run into some shit. Um, but yeah, I'm getting basically the, TIG the same motorcycle too. Yeah, we we both got the shovels. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting a TIG machine just because I want to be able to do like a little bit more finesse work. Um, and like uh, aluminum, mm, I don't know if I'll ever weld aluminum. Um, so that's not really like a, that doesn't play any part whatsoever for me. Um, to me, it's just less splatter, less spark. Um, it's cleaner and fuck it. Why not? You know what I mean? You're gonna want I'm it still, in that, in that, I'm uh, still keeping it. the MIG. The yeah, MIG ain't fact, going nowhere. You're basically going to be welding in a matchbox in that garage there too. You don't want MIG Yeah, I mean, these the floors, though, this, it's it's three-quarter inch plywood. It would take a lot for that shit to ignite up. Um, yeah. But still, it's just, TIG is a lot fucking cleaner when you're welding. And like I said, I want to do more finesse shit that would be a lot easier with a TIG machine. Um, so I'm going to get one and for this. stainless. Yeah. yeah, and stainless. It'll be nice to do I some fully stainless support shit. decision. And I've yeah. heard good things even about the Harbor Freight one. I forget who I was talking to, but they're like, dude, this thing fucking rips. I heard that, yeah. too. Maybe did, Were they on an episode? I think so. I, I thought somebody said, yeah, I got the Harbor Freight one, upgraded the pedal and the torch, and I was fucking mm-hmm. cooking. Yeah. And for your average... See, you can tell I'm a TIG guy because I call him torches now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't call him a wand anymore. I'm officially a TIG guy. <laughs> I almost didn't pick up on that. <laughs> I you got me calling it a wand, yeah. I mean, like that's in just my what head. Feels like so you about to actually, cast a spell with that shit. Yeah, I was just I was just welding today, and I was just like, oh no, I dropped my wand. <laughs> yeah, you know the cool thing too that's like intriguing about TIG is um because I always before I would always make the argument like it's nice to have MIG because one hand you can just zap a part on real quick, and that's really just my ignorance of TIG is I didn't know. You can just be like, yeah, just fusion weld this. Eh. Yeah. Now it's on. You know what I mean? And then pull out your fucking filler and start. Eh, 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 eh. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I'm, I look forward to it. It's going to be fun. But what I'm saying here, the whole moral of this is not to make this episode about me is if Mr. Meg is going to make the jump to TIG, who's also Mr. Meg is a very cheap fucking prick. Um, any of you motherfuckers can do it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at here. But. Listen, to be to be honest, though, you can fully weld uh, your hardtail with a MIG machine. But it's got to be a gas MIG. Don't fucking come at us with this flux core bullshit. But the stepchild was welded with um, a MIG machine five years ago. And I ride that bitch hard as fuck. I've hit jumps with that bike. Yeah. And it's still rolling. Well, it's just it's just a waste of money. I mean, I, I had a flux core welder. And then my dad got a job. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my god. Yeah. So so use something decent. Uh, like I said, if the back of your bike falls off while you're riding it, you're gonna be you're gonna That's be a hurt ideal. unit, dude. <laughs> it's not an ideal situation. So fuck flux core, uh, Migger Tig, and I definitely, I highly recommend doing it yourself. And and this has been like a major theme throughout all of our episodes lately. Is just uh, you know, you can definitely do it. I know that. I have confidence in you. Um. So so make that make that jump. You know what I mean. And if if you need help, if you're, you know, if you especially if it's something that I've done before, like a sportster or, or a shovelhead, I can definitely help you with that. You know. Yeah. If you have some weird V star shit <laughs> you're hardtailing, I probably won't be able to help you. Or if yeah. you're building your, it's own. just all about doing your research, taking your time, and just figuring it out. Yeah. Because guess what? Everybody that welds on hardtails right now. At some point, they didn't know how to do it. And guess how they got into it? They just fucking did it. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It's best if you can do it on someone else's bike so your own life's not at risk. So yeah. I, did it on, I did it on Loctites. <laughs> Very confident about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so uh, now you have a hard-tailed frame. And you cut all the shit off of it that you don't, you're, you're not going to use. Uh, I would say the next step before you can do any of the fabrication is you have to get your wheels on. Well, you got to figure out your front end. Yeah. You need, you need that to attach the wheel to it. (laughs) (laughs) You do the real wheel though. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right, let's just, we'll, we'll do, uh, let's do front end because that incorporates the wheel and then it segues smoothly into, uh, the wheel discussion. But so front end, Most popular front ends are going to be like, all right, so we're talking sportsters and uh, shovel heads uh, or pan heads or whatever. But uh, if, you, if you're if you working on a pan head, you don't need my advice. <laughs> you're probably not listening to this series. But if, yeah. uh, you know, shovel head or, or sportster, you can go with, you know, the hydraulic one that came on it. Uh, or you could do a springer. I'd say most popular is either 39 millimeter because mm. they're a little bit smaller. Well, not too small. Um, or a Springer. I'd say that's probably the most popular. Um, some people like the 41s, um, dual disc. Um, tough guy shit. Yeah, like the tough guy shit. Um, but I would say most popular. Like if you're going for like that, I don't even know how to explain it. If you're building a bike like I build, you're going 39 millimeter shaved lowers, skinny trees if possible. Um, If you're going for a bike like Rhino builds, you're going for either a six or four over Springer. You're a big Springer guy. I'm a Springer guy now. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I put them on both my bikes and I love them. But uh, I actually, on the shovel head, I'm a four under. Oh, that's right. Yeah, four under. Yeah. On the Sportster right. now, I'm a two under. But I, I started with an eight over, six over, four over, two over, stock. You got the under. narrow Springer on the Sporty though, right? Um, No. It has a caliper. 
Oh, I'm shit. right in the front brake. How did I not realize that? Yeah. So it's like I a regular, a, like, wide glide Springer. Yeah. It's the, uh, I got that at a swap meet, so I'm not sure what the brand was. But, uh, it, it looks can't like be a wide glide, though. It's a narrow Springer, isn't it? Well, they have, like, they have, like, so they have the narrow Springers that won't allow you to fit a brake caliper and a rotor in Right. It. But I mean, I'm and saying like they, a like a narrow glide. It's yeah. So it's kind of you know like I mean? with Springers, not think, like yeah. I'm not saying like, like the Mullins. Yeah, I'm not saying like the Mullins of Springers. I'm saying yeah, like yeah, the yeah. narrow glide of Springers. Yeah, like just yes. one caliper. Exactly. So there's like three different configurations. They have the narrow ones, no break. Then you have a mid, which you can have a break, and then they have the wide ones. Yeah, super wide ones. Like the um, um what's that? What's that? Um. What's that Springer brand, the one that everybody was getting for a long time? The DNA? Moto something. Oh, yeah, Moto yeah. Iron? Yeah, yeah. That's a wide yeah. Springer, right? I have that on my shovel head. That's wide, though, isn't it? Isn't it like the um, same width as a wide glide? It's, uh, it I looks say it's wide eight inches. I think it's eight inches on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think my front end is like maybe three inches. Yeah, that's fucking super tiny. On the Mullins, like it's maybe three inches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have the skinny tire on there. And that's the thing is like, right, what do you, I like uh, like a little bit bigger tires. Uh, on the front I, too? Yeah, I have the Baja on the front of the shovel. On the, on the sports store, I have a you know thinner one, but it's a, has a high wall on it. But uh, I like the I like the short springers with the twenty one wheel, and it takes up like all that space. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. It looks like kind of like that classic look, like uh, yeah, you know the old school Springer look. But um, yeah, I've run. Uh, I had a a lead sled Springer. I think it was a six or eight over on the sporter sporty sportster for a long time. Uh, they're all basically made the same, but they have ones that look. I mean. As far as springers go, you have like motor iron and uh, they're like in the $500 range, right? Brand new. Then you have your springers that are like the classic look. They're more rounded, you know, those are like a thousand bucks. And then you have swap meet springers, which that's just question marks. How much you're going to fucking spend so the machine shop. Dude, Listen, I, if you buy a fucking springer at a swap meet and throw it right on your bike, you're asking for a bad time. You're a fucking psychopath, dude. You're asking for a bad time, dude. <laughs> go yeah, through like, that goddamn thing. You definitely should go through it. And uh, I, I've seen I've seen them out there, man. Like for me personally, it's just like we were talking earlier about. Hey, your back end falls off. You're in big trouble. If your front end fucking falls off, you're, you're fucked. Fucked. You are. You're pink fucked, mist, dude. You're mashed potatoes, dude. Yeah, say goodbye to control and steering and shit. And now not only are you, you're just like, now you're in front of your bike that's going yeah. down. You know what I mean? So that, that shit's yeah. scary to me. But uh, definitely take the time to rebuild it and restore those old springers because and they learn deserve about it. Because like you, you got to tune those things. Like I don't know if these motherfuckers know. A springer is not just like, it's not a hydraulic front end where you just throw it on. Like these things have to be tuned. Yeah. And you should know how it fucking works. And by the way, 
it's not that complicated. We're talking bushings and shit, you know? Yeah, bushings and springs and torque specs, bud. Yeah. But you want to definitely check it for cracks. You definitely want to check it for, like, any of that shit, like structural stuff. Because, any kind of rust or anything like that. Yeah, rusty areas and shit like that. Uh, but and it happens. Minimum. If you don't think it happens, go over to EasyCo and check out <laughs> when they were in Daytona. Yeah, that was funny. Right? It was Daytona they were at? I think, I think it, it was, was Daytona. Daytona. It was an epic failure and, of the front end. Yeah, and the Springer just folded in half while John was riding it. Folded yeah, in half. Right. Thankfully, he was at the campground still. Yeah, but no, folded in half, dude. Yep. Yeah. Springer's so, a sketch to me. I don't know if I could ever run a Springer. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like the brand new ones. You know, people on the, you know, people talk a lot of trash about like those, those old DNAs and stuff like that. And I don't know because I never ran one, but like Moto Iron solid, lead sled solid, like they run fine. Oh, no, the sickest. Yeah. If you want, I mean, he was at the swap too. Uh, yeah. His are sick as fuck. So I think he was just doing, nice, I think yeah. he just did a giveaway on one of those today. Yeah, today. Yeah. And he, uh, He's a custom Springer builder, so that's I guess that's your other option is if you're going He's Springer, so you're fucking nice, man. Yeah, or try to get win one in a raffle. They're expensive, but uh, you can get it made to order. It depends on what kind of bike you're you're going to be running. You know, for yeah. me, it's like five hundred bucks. I can probably you know I can splurge on that, and then that's my front end. Because if you buy a front end, unless you're you and you pick up thirty nine millimeter front ends for you know pocket change. People are selling them, you know, oh, around three, dude, four hundred bucks. So you know? expensive. They're getting yeah. so expensive. Especially, and if yeah, you especially think about it too, like if you look, so like thirty nine millimeters used to be a dime a thousand, dude. Everybody was ripping them off and putting springers on their bikes. Yeah. And you could get them all day for a hundred bucks. Now people are selling the sliders for a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So if you're going to buy a whole full thirty nine millimeter front end. Expect to pay three to four hundred bucks sometimes, and then yeah. if you're gonna do a six over, that's another. What are your fucking six over tubes now? They're like a hundred and something bucks. They're like two hundred bucks. Yeah, two hundred bucks. So now dude, you're someone, say you got in the low end, you're up to five hundred dollars, dude. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Someone sent me. I yeah, and then so say say in the low end, you got the front end three hundred bucks, and then two hundred bucks for the six over. So now. Now you're at what are we at five hundred bucks? Um, now you decide, am I going to run these trees? Or am I going to run the Mullins trees? If you if you like, I want super narrow front end. Now add another five hundred bucks to that. Now you're at a thousand dollars. Oh, no. you don't want to run a front brake, and you want those lowers to be shaved. Now you got to pay somebody <laughs> with a fucking lathe to shave that down. You know what I mean? So you, depending on how crazy you want to go with the thirty nine, you could be over a thousand dollars. Um, true and you should absolutely but, rebuild it but this is why I say talk to people you know what I mean don't just go buying shit all willy nilly talk to the fucking people in your community somebody's got just the lowers they want to sell so now you're buying just the lowers for a hundred bucks you're buying six over twos for two hundred bucks and then paying someone to fucking spit them on a lathe real quick you know what I mean now you're hey. under five hundred bucks for a whole front end barter system too like if you if you bought your your shovel that has a wide glide on it or whatever trade put it up on facebook like i'll trade for a sports to front end or something because those you know it's not a chopper thing necessarily but those wide glides uh people like them they fetch good money 
Yeah, I, I the ones I've gotten, I've sold for over four hundred. Yeah, so you can sell them for cash, or you can even just put it out there for trade. Put it on fucking Instagram, you know. Like, there's tons of dudes that are just like the best thing to do though is if you're not gonna run just a stock thirty nine millimeter front end, but you want thirty nine, is to source out the trees. Whether you're gonna go mullins, you're gonna go stock. Buy just the trees. You'll get them cheap, especially at a swap. True. Somebody's got a set of trees, man. You be like, yeah, I'll give you fucking sixty bucks. And then find a set of lowers. Yeah. It, and the only reason I say it's easier to buy at least the full fucking tubes and sliders, really, it's easy to buy the whole front end if you're not going to buy Mullen's trees. Because um, then you have the trees, you have the lowers, and then you have all the guts inside. Um, It would suck to have to source out. I mean, I guess you could buy all the guts new, but it's yeah. like if you can just buy a whole fucking front end. And like Rhino said, this is the other good thing. This is why... It's important to develop a side hustle when you build shoppers because now you have a bargaining tool, right? So Rhino is a vapor honer. He could be like, hey, man, I'm looking for a 39 millimeter. I'll vapor hone your whole fucking motor for that 39 millimeter. You know what I mean? Or I'm like, hey, I'll pinstripe whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Let me get that front end. And so you, the barter system is key in the chopper community. And if it's not, you're not with the right fucking people. Because I can tell you almost all of my homies that I ride with and that, like, I've helped with their bills and they've helped with my bills. If I need something and they got it, I'll get it. Whether I have the money right now or I pay them once I get the fucking money or I got some parts they want. You know what I mean? That's how it should be. That's how shopper building should be. Get with dudes that are down to barter with you. You know, this is is something that, like, I always loved about this community because it's like it harkens back to like i remember like granddads and shit they weren't all they weren't all about like this is worth this much and i need this much amount of money you know like if their buddy needed something they'd give it to him you know what i mean and that's how this is like i can't tell you how many times i'm like oh like i need lowers or something and then like fish is just like i got you and he's just like nothing in return you know like there's no expectation of repayment uh like people just hook each other up and yeah. it's just That's like, Oh no, get me back late. Yeah. Just get me back later or whatever. You know, if I like, have something in my shop and I have zero fucking use for it, like I have no plans for it. Yeah. And somebody hits me up and I'm not going to do it for just some random motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like if it's somebody that I fuck with and they're like, Hey, I need some sliders for my fucking front end and I got a pair. Here you go, bud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know at some point he is going to have something that I need. Yeah. So it's just like, you wash my back, I wash your back. And it's like an yeah. unsaid thing, like what you're saying. is like, there's never a discussion about it. There's nothing. It's just like, if you're with the right group of dudes, you should be able to get whatever you need. Yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? Like the last shovel I had, had um, uh, the exhaust flange bolts to bolt into the cylinders were fucked up. They were stripped right the fuck out. Somebody already put um, Healy coils in them. Those were stripped out. And I was talking to Repetto about it. He's like, come up on a weekend. I'll fucking help you TIG weld it, blah, 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 blah. Ended up being worse than I than we thought it was. We had to grind the ears completely down. And then Repetto had to build it back up with fucking TIG. And then Shit. drill and fucking tap new holes. And Repetto's like... You'll you'll have something I need at some point. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. 
I couldn't have fucking hid money in his fucking van because he would have got it and thrown it back in my fucking face. You know what I mean? But that's just like how this community is. When you, and this is like, we talked about this before. I don't want to get too far off this build series, but um, we've talked about this before is like your character and who you are cannot be hidden. When you're, when you fuck with real motherfuckers, they will see through your bullshit or they'll see that you're a real one. And when that's distinguished, that's when you fall into where you fucking belong in the community. You know what I mean? Either people are going to fuck with you and they're going to help you out when you need it because they know that you're going to return the favor, no questions asked, or they're just not going to fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the beautiful thing about the job community. You don't even got to talk every day. You don't got to fuck with these dudes like on a regular basis. Like me and Rano, we talk all the time. Rano knows anything that's in my garage, even if I have plans for it, if he needs it before I need it, he can take it. I want that. Like front the end. front end, the, the <laughs> wheels, the, this front fucking wheel that I have right here, 21 inch chrome spoolie with a fucking Shenko wheel on it with the tube and the fucking band that goes in it. I had sitting right over here underneath this bench, brand new, all in the boxes. Dan needed a fucking wheel for his build. I was like, yep, come get it. I haven't even fucking opened it. It's brand new in the fucking box. Hmm. Dan Crane grabbed the wheel, finished his fucking front end, and just ordered another one and had it shipped to my house. You know what I mean? That's how it is. Like, that's how this community is. And that's why, like, we always preach, like, just don't be a fucking shitbag, dude. Like, want everybody to win. You know what I mean? When your homies win, you fucking win. But anyways, I don't want to get too so, too far off this fucking subject. Yeah. But the whole like like moral of this is is like you don't need everything. You know what I mean? The the build journey will fucking provide. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, I think it fits right in because I mean this is chopping one hundred and one, dude. And that's that's name another culture where that's present, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like I can't think of any other aspect of my life where people are just like, so giving and in loving and understanding, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, car guys are kind of the same way, but yeah. I feel like car guys and chopper guys are like one in the same. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the same culture. Definitely different yeah. crowds of people. Yeah. Um, but it's the same culture. It's like people respect the labor of love. Yes. You know what I mean? So like when they see, you putting everything into these builds and see you putting in the hours and like really fucking loving what you're doing. They want you that's to what, succeed. that's like what we we're saying before is like, they want you to succeed. And if they yeah. don't, if they get jealous or they talk shit about like, Oh, fucking must be nice to do this and that. Those aren't the dudes you want to fuck with, man. It talks to them when you see them at shows, but don't surround yourself with people like that. Cause you will never be great. You'll never push yourself because you're just surrounded by people who don't want you to win. Yep. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the other thing is, is like, I don't know a lot of rich people in this community and friends will help you get by. They're going to be there to help you with your broke ass bike. They're going to have knowledge or parts or something to help you out with, you know, even if it's just like, let's hang out and fuck around in the garage, drink beers and, you know, just the, you know, the confidence uh, that, you know, like, like when I was doing that hardtail, like the biggest thing for me to get through that was having my two friends looking over my shoulder and be like, yep, that's not going anywhere, you know? And it's just yeah. like, yeah. So go and get that, be a part of the community. And then you don't need all the money in the world. Then you don't, you know, yeah. then you have, you know, exponential experience too. 
But uh, so so front ends, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing. The Sportster 39 millimeter front end, that's a perfectly good just stock platform for a chopper. Like yeah, there there's two variations of it that I've seen. Um, they have the ones that the top tree is aluminum and the bottom tree is steel. I think uh, that's and that's older models though. Yeah, the older models. The newer models, they're both aluminum. And yeah. that that's the one that you want. If you had a choice, like if you're out there looking, yeah, you I want think to that's get the one Ironhead that, has... that does that, isn't it? It's steel bottom aluminum. I don't top. I don't know exactly which one cuz I want to say Dan Sportster. I did his for the Gypsy Witch. I vapor honed. I I might be wrong about that, but someone. I think it was Dan's. It was uh his lower tree was steel. Hmm. I don't know why they did that, but it sucks because you want to be able to aluminum is really easy to shape. So if you're going to be taking your front end, uh, you know, if you're going to be shaving all the tabs off the trees and shit, like for the for the uh you know headlight and all that shit you want them both to match and yeah. you want them to be aluminum so anyway that's just a note on that but i did that on my sports there and you shave them down and aluminum's really easy to shape and really easy to cut uh and it looks awesome you know and and i'd say too that you don't you don't even need a tr- uh you know for the lowers too you can do that by hand you don't need a lathe i mean yours looks sick because you got all the little fucking ripples and shit <laughs> in it and, the ones uh, on the step really shot I did by hand with a grinder. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it. Because aluminum is just super easy. There's no sparks either, like with aluminum. Like you're cutting yeah. that shit off. There's aluminum dust. Cut off the tabs. Do the best you can with the grinder and take your time. And it'll look just fine, you know? So you don't need a whole lot. You don't need access to a lathe and getting them turned and all that. Uh, but if you, you know, if you want it to look like super nice, yeah, go ahead and get that. Especially if you want to put ribs in it and shit. You know, something about uh, wannabe fabrication or whatever. You know, or mm. Josh. Did who did yours on this shovel? Yeah, um, Steel City, Steel City Blacksmith. Okay, yeah, yeah. So front ends. That those are your options, right? You're gonna do. You're either doing a chunky boy. You're gonna do thirty five. I. Who was it? Oh, Derek Savage. I saw his. He is wicked on his purple bike there. They're like a 31 millimeter or something. They're tiny, dude. It looks pretty cool. Though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, typically you're going to get, uh, it's either one or the other. And then uh, how much are those mullen trees are pretty, pretty pricey. Uh, but yeah, they're like small knockoffs. Four, 460 or something. Yeah. But they're super fucking nice. So if you're doing. So nice. Yeah. If you want to do like a really nice bike. Uh, get the Mullins trees. Dan, but Dan, Dan has, um, I forget who makes the ones Dan has, but his are, his are like already polished and everything, dude. His are fucking nice. Was his from like another company or was, I thought yeah. his were different like companies. They're not, shit. no, it's from a different company. It's like an Italian company. I think he said, I don't know shit. Yeah. The only difference is his doesn't come with the next time. I don't think. Oh, that's right. I can't remember. Um, but his trees are fucking nice, dude. They were like, they're fucking nice. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll text them and get maybe we can put that in the show notes because that's a good alternative because they were like half the price. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically you're gonna you have to decide a few things if you're going Springer or hydraulic, and if you're gonna be running a front brake or not. 
I'm a break. I'm a front break guy myself. Um, Loctite's not. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with running a front break. It doesn't make you no. any less of a man. Not at all. Right? So. I just like to, like, the, um, I like it just being, like, super clean up front. Mm-hmm. And I like the handlebars just looking super clean. That's the only reason I don't run a front brake. It's not like a, it's not like a, a cool kid thing. It's just like, I like that it just looks very simple and very clean up front. Yeah. Because believe me, it would be nice to have a front brake. Like when I got to stop on a hill, it fucking sucks. It's not ideal. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't do burnouts unless you fucking jam your chopper into a wall. You can't do anything fucking cool. <laughs> uh, the the one thing I did on the shovel head was I did the remote master cylinder. Which yeah, yeah. That, dude, that front brake you did was sick. Yeah, because then it's kind of a middle ground. I still have the front brakes of the wheel. I still have the big old chunky caliper on it. But on the bars, I was able to use, they're super cheap, right? Because if you get a master cylinder and, you know, like if you buy them as a set, Dude, they're like 400 bucks, brand new. Yeah, if you yeah. want to get like the nice ones, like the craft tech ones and shit with the tiny master cylinder on the bars, um, super fucking expensive. But yeah. I got two clutch lovers and it was, uh, I think I got them at uh, either Lowbrow or Deadbeat Customs. I think I got two of them. They were like, it was like 40 bucks. And then you're able to run a cable from both. So a cable is a hell of a lot smaller than like a big brake line coming off with a banjo bolt and all that shit. Uh, And it's kind of tricked out. I mean, I had to do some, uh, there was definitely some some fabrication done in that. Yeah. There's definitely some engineering, but (laughs) altogether it's very cheap to do it that way. Uh, Basically you buy uh, like a, just a master cylinder from, I forget which one I used. I think it's off like a KZ or something, but you can, I'll throw some pictures up of, uh, what I built, uh, fab Kevin sell, sent, uh, sells one, but there's basically a plunger and the cable just pushes that plunger in. So when you squeeze the cable, there's like a little arm and it just pushes the plunger in and then you yeah. have the master cylinder. I have it mounted on the Springer. So I welded a, an additional bung on there and, and you can get them on eBay. Those uh, the actual reservoir and stuff, uh, dude, 10 bucks. I think I paid for it. Like they're yeah, yeah. old jet bikes. There's a billion of them. You know what I thought about before, um, on that shovel that I built, I was thinking, um, in the beginning to run a front brake and then instead of bringing it up onto the handlebars, bring it down to like where the rear brake goes and just putting another lever. So you have your rear brake here and your front brake here. So say you oh, stop on a hill, cool. you can just you can heel brake with your front. That's you know actually I mean? really just cool hold idea. you on the hill. And I yeah. did, I don't know why I never did it, but that's why I had that um um that Brembro setup that I showed you at the uh, yeah. swap meet. Yeah, that's why I got that because I was gonna try to do like a almost like a rocker style brake. So press down the toes, it's your rear brake. Press down the heel, that'd be your front that's brake. That's a really cool idea, actually. Because the yeah, only reason I have up. the front, yeah, the only reason I have the front brake is hills. I got a shit ton of hills around me. Right. Yeah. And it barely works, by the way. Like I don't, I can't use it for braking. It barely works because I, I don't, I hate bleeding brakes and I 
probably didn't do it right, but um, it works enough to stop you on if mm-hmm. you're at a stop on a hill just to keep your place. Um, that's a really good idea though, because then you can just yeah, just rock it. I mean, you could even have it. There's so many different ways to do that. I haven't seen that actually, so that yeah. that would be cool to do. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll throw some pictures up about the uh, the remote master, but. There's a tons. There's a ton of threads on uh, Chop Colt and stuff. Uh, super easy to do. You can hide that master cylinder under your tank, in between your, you know, really wherever. Mine, I put it right on the Springer because I hadn't seen that. I thought that was kind of cool. But uh, then you have front brake. But if you, <clears throat> it, it definitely does look cleaner with nothing, you know. Yeah. And I would love to. I think I might be going jockey shift. This year really? on the shovel. Yeah, I think I might try it out. Because it does just clean up the bars quite a bit. Yeah. And a whole bunch of shit going on up there. Um, yeah. So what else is there about front ends? Are we ready to move on to the wheels? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's really, the front end is just deciding whether you want hydraulic or springer. Yeah. Um. And then which hydraulic front you want to use, which spring you want to use. <clears throat> are you doing brakes? Are you not doing brakes? And then once you figure those two things out, now you can figure out what kind of wheel to run. Because yeah. that depends on what front end you choose. If you have brakes, if you don't have brakes. Yeah. And actually, I'm, I'm remembering now, like, with the remote master cylinder, uh, someone actually hit me up about that a while ago. They wanted to, They wanted me to do a whole thing. I might do a YouTube video on it or something. But if you're thinking about doing it and uh, I can, I'll run you through it, you know, uh, hit me up on, on Instagram and I can show you exactly what I did because mm. I basically copied <laughs> Fab Kevin, <laughs> you know, but uh, all right. So onto the wheels, uh, choppers, typically you're going to do a 16 or an 18 in the rear, 21 in the front. Some people do 19 in the front or like crazy little ones. Uh, but for the most part, like if you're buying a bike, it's, it's already going to come with like a 16 rear and a 21 front on like a sportster, uh, rims are expensive. Tires are wicked expensive. Uh, I think rims aren't that expensive though. Like rims aren't that bucks. expensive for a brand new yeah, one. Like, yeah. And then you put a tire on it. You're talking 400 bucks. Oh yeah. 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 Doing rim and tires. Yeah. You're looking at yeah. probably. 350 and then you, you need two of them so that's 800 bucks so it's best to use what you got right yeah. um so a couple of things you got uh most of them are going to come you're either going to have a mag or a spoked wheel or a solid um my shovel head i had i had like a fat boy uh front and rear which is gross yeah i don't mind the rear solid I think that's a good choice. Um, mm. Spoke up front. Uh, if you got invader money, or actually there was a bunch of invaders at invaders. the swap. Dude, there were so many at the swap. Man. And people were people were buying them up too. I they were very invaders on this. I've been wanting to do invaders on a stepchild for so long, so long. Dude, invaders are probably the maybe the stepchild two point the rebuild of stepchild will have invaders. You do both invaders front and rear. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. But I want to just save. I think this. Is, I think the stepchild 2.0 is going to be have to be done after the shovel because I want to get this shovel 
done. Yeah. Um, but I think that I'll probably just steps out 2.0 and then just put money away every week and then just buy brand new invaders. That way I don't have no to worry shit. about any like the cracks or fucking any of that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh I mean they get pretty pricey. But they're stupid expensive. Yeah. Nothing looks better than a, an invader front wheel though, in my opinion. Oh, it looks so so fucking good. Even if you don't have one in the rear, you can just do one up front and it looks it changes the bike. Yeah. For brand new invaders, you're looking at like sixteen, seventeen hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. To do like a twenty one front invader and then a sixteen rear. Yeah. But it's Josh so will twist you up some though. A twisted so. invader, yeah, dude. I, th- too. I think you can. I think you can get invaders from him for like twelve hundred or thirteen hundred or something like that. Yeah, I'll twist it up. Yeah, and they'll be twisted. Those look fucking insane, dude. Yeah, that's one of those raffles that he did, like the invader raffle. I was like so bummed at it. I was just like, yeah. I was praying and shit. I was like, dear God, yes. if there is a God. <laughs> Yeah, I want these fucking invaders. Yeah, I was doing the same thing with that uh, frame from uh, uh, Speed Hulk, uh, Speed Trap Custom, uh, Speed mm-hmm. Trap Choppers. Yeah, that fucking hole. That yeah, that was a that, nice setup. That's such a nice setup. That was a really but, uh, nice setup. <clears throat> yeah, with the wheels, the biggest thing is this kind of ties into the hardtail. I, I had a ton of problems with the the wheel that I chose for my rear wheel. I did a cast rear wheel and I spent like a week sanding it down and polishing it. And, uh, I had all this time into it. And then when I put it into my, when I finally put it into my frame, there was like no room for calipers and all that shit. You know, like I was so limited. So like you want to, you want to make sure that you're thinking about like what wheels you're going to get and like, look at like the thickness of the hub, uh, what if you already have a caliper, like just make sure everything's going to fit And some hardtails, you know, they, they say, Oh, well you can use all your stock stuff, but they're assuming you have a stock rear wheel too, uh, yeah. which I didn't. So my rear wheel just, I had a fucking huge pain in the ass trying to fit everything in there. Uh, but, uh, it's pretty straightforward. If you're just, if you get a hardtail that uses stock stuff and you have a bike and you're using the stock axle and stuff, that's the, that's the way to go. Uh, yeah, simplicity wise, you know, and then, uh, that's what I would recommend. Definitely. If it's like one of your first builds is get, you know, use the stock front end. If you have to, the thing that's um, different though, is if you decide to go narrow trees, yeah, chances are you're going to want to run a, well, you have to run a spoolie. <clears throat> so then True. you have to buy the front rim because yeah. a regular front wheel will not fit. Yeah. And so like 90% of the time I say what guys do is hopefully your bike came with spokes. Um, if you want to do a 21 front, um, cause then you can keep the factory spoke in the rear mm-hmm. and then just have to buy one 21 spoke for the front, whether you yeah. are buying one that can bolt a caliper onto it, um, or you're buying a spoolie, but yeah. you're not going to find 21 stock wheels on a sportster. Right. True. Um, yeah. So like, so let's assume you're just using your stock 
set up or if you go and you get a spoolie or whatever. And those are, they're hard to come by, but they're not super expensive. Like I, they're typically around a hundred bucks at swap meets and shit Mm -hmm. around there. I don't know what eBay prices are probably a ton on shipping, but, uh, yeah, I'd probably just buy it new if you, if you're not going to find one at swap. Uh, cause then you don't have to fucking lace it and all that bullshit. Uh, and then you got to think about, you know, your tires there, there's basically a billion tire choices, but a lot of people yeah. have just run the same, you know, yeah, the a speed, speed monster. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the, uh, the Baja tires. They come in two different varieties. They have the, uh, the vintage high wall ones, and then they have like the more modern. And the reason that this is important is definitely for the rear of your bike. Like once you start fabricating stuff onto the frame and the fender and sissy bar and all that stuff, you need to have the tire on back on the rear. That's going to be the one you're going to be running with the rim. You're going to be running because it's going to fuck all your spacing up. And I can't, you know, I fucked myself because I, I just had, I didn't have the tire that I was going to run. I had the fucking, you know, the Dunlop 402 on that bitch. And then I put a vintage style tire on it, which is a lot higher. Yeah. And I had to redo everything. Yeah. What a pain in the ass. So when you're mocking everything up, uh, once your frame's ready to become a roller, you got your front end, you get your tires. Uh, the front end doesn't matter that much because there's not much spacing as far as tires go. But with the rear, you have to do a lot of fabrication with the uh, mounting the fender and mounting the sissy bar. So get at least the rear tire done. Uh, and then wheel spacers, we talk about this a lot. Don't, don't think about it. Just check whatever you got in there. Just space yeah. it out. Just go over to lowbrow and buy the wheel spacers they have. It just comes in like a stick of three quarter inch wheel spacers. It's chrome and you just cut to size what you need. Yeah. Like Rhino said, I always cut mine. I'll measure to what I need. Add an eighth of an inch, cut it. I'll cut it right on the line, so that's going to buzz a sixteenth off. And then I'll go fit it. It's obviously going to be a little bit long. And then I'll fucking bring it over to uh, my belt sander. I'll whiz it up and down that a couple times. Fit it again. Still a little long. What? And I'll just grind down to what I need. I actually. And then that way, uh, there you're getting a nice flat fucking surface. I came across a really fucking... cool. Uh, if if you're going to do a wheel spacer, right? So you have a couple, you can do some people just throw in washers and they just stack that's, washers up. That's sketchy. You can do that too. I mean, that'll space it. Um, and you actually should do that. If you're just like, maybe if you're just trying to see what exactly you need, you have like different size washers, get them in there. And then you can just be like, that's how big it needs. to. That's how wide it needs to be. Hmm. But you can do it in mild steel. That's the cheapest option. Go to, go to tractor supply and get a, Get a stick of uh, get all inch tubing. <laughs> yeah, uh, stainless steel. I did mine in because it's shiny, but it's it's hard to cut. You know, it's harder to shape because it's harder metal. But here's the other thing: if you have an alu- they sell aluminum. Basically, it's just aluminum uh, tubing, right? So aluminum, aluminum, any kind of tubing that's one inch is going to be three quarter inch on the inside diameter, right? Uh, if it's 120 wall or whatever it is, right? So what you basically, what you use for handlebars and shit like that. If it's a thinner wall, it won't be the same. So make sure, and 
<clears throat> I wasn't prepared actually. I think it's uh, 120 wall is three quarter inch, and that's typically what your axle is going to be uh, yeah. on a sports or a shovel head. Um, but here's here's a cool tip that I actually used. Uh, I figured out because I was having a hell of a time cutting washers. If you have aluminum, so uh, I think Lowbrow sells it just or in TC Bros and shit. Like it's just, I think it's like six inches of tubing that you just cut and you yeah. just put it on. But it's if it's aluminum, you can use a pipe cutter because aluminum's soft enough. I tried it on the uh, stainless steel and broke my pipe uh, cutter, but you just measure out where you want it and dude you crank that thing down the aluminum soft enough you just spin that bitch around a couple times and it'll be like a perfect cut it'll be straight yeah dude so if uh that's a little hot tip for y'all uh pipe cutter if you have a decent one will cut through aluminum uh and you'll get a nice clean cut yeah and you don't have to deburr it or anything. You don't even have to put it on the. And also, but. listen, for you to get to this step, you have to have your motor and transmission in, because you line up your rear wheel off your motor and your trans. And yeah, that's do another not, mistake I made. <laughs> listen, I've made this mistake many of time. I'll line the rear wheel up. I'm like, yeah, buddy, that is centered perfectly, in that fucking hardtail. And then I'll put the fender on. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I still have to line up my fucking sprocket. <laughs> Not yeah. ideal. Line up your fucking motor to your trans if you're doing a shovel. And then line up your trans to your fucking, um, what's it called? Your sprocket. Yeah, definitely. Like, so you can roll around all you want at this point, right? But before you do the sissy bar in the rear fender... You want to put everything in because that wheel needs to be aligned with down that line, right? So, yeah. like, that's an important thing. Um, yeah, so we could probably – so, I mean, wheels is done. You got them spaced. Uh, the next thing is probably probably sissy bar and rear fender, right? Yeah. So pop in your engine, uh, pop pop in the motor, pop in the trans, or if it's a sportster, just pop the whole fucking thing in there. <laughs> and then uh, you're going to want to, you don't need to have the chain you're running. You you can just have like an old shitty chain or even just line it up line with it up. Uh, a bar. You know, like I used uh, a yard stick or something for most of my yeah. alignment stuff. Get it in the neighborhood. You want to be pretty dead dick at this point, actually. You want to get that thing yeah. centered. Before you mount that fender, you want to be dead fucking yeah. nuts. Because that fender doesn't move, and you don't want it touching the wheel, and you want to be a, a, make sure that you can adjust that that wheel appropriately for chain tension and all that shit, right? Um, but you basically you chuck that wheel and you push it all the way forward, right? That's as far forward as it's going to go within the axle plate, right? Um, and then you can mock up your fender. I would say pause here. Um Next episode, we'll get into mounting the rear fender, the sissy bar, the tank, the oil handlebars, tank, all that shit. the handlebars, um, the shaping the frame, um, making tabs, all that bullshit. Um, but the other thing that you do have to worry about, so say we're at the point now where you have the motor in, and this is where you got to start from. you got to lock the motor in because the motor is only going to one fucking spot. It doesn't move side to side. So you lock your motor in. Then you lock your trans in. Get your trans lined up with your motor. After your trans is lined up with your motor, 
Now you're going to space your rear wheel so your sprocket lines up with your trans. Once you have that done, now you put your rear brake caliper on and you're going to have to make a brake stay. So figure out where you want to make that brake stay, where you want to go over the top, down the bottom, whatever the fuck you're going to do. Make that brake stay. Um, and then from there, now you're ready to go. Now you have a complete roller. Motor and trans is in. You have everything lined up. The good news is, is now you can pull that motor back out. You can pull that trans back out. And then that's where we'll pick up the next episode is now all the fab work starts. And this is the fun part. I know everybody thinks it's scary. You got to weld, you got to cut, you got to shape, you got to fucking is, measure. This is the funnest. It's stuff. the fun part. It's when you get to use your imagination. Creativity. When you get to push yourself, try some new shit. Um, so the next episode will be fun. It'll be a lot of fun, I promise. Um, but this one is where we're going to end this one is we have a full roller. Motor trans is in. Rear tire is in spaced. Um, lined up. And you're going to decide where that brake stay is going to be, what you're going to use for a brake stay, whether you're going to go right off the frame or you're going to make like a brake stay arm, uh, whatever the fuck you're going to do and get fucking funky with it. It doesn't have to be just a fucking piece of flat stock or a fucking piece of square stock. You know what I mean? You can get some square stock. I had some square stock and had uh, steel city, take it and bend it and fucking twist it and make it all kinds of fucking crazy looking. And then he put it in his forge and pound the ends down. I drilled the hole through and then I could bolt right to a tab that I made on the frame. Um, so it doesn't just have to be like this everyday bullshit. This is where the fun starts. Find something cool. Take an old fucking craftsman wrench and fucking turn that into a brake stay. Or, you know what I mean? Just get funky with it. This is where you get to start doing different shit, putting your little touches on the build. And this next part, so the next episode, is probably my favorite part of building. It's when... You get to start designing shit on the bike. You Now you have the stance. And once you have the stance, now it starts to come together in your head. You're like, okay, this is real now. This is actually a fucking motorcycle again. Um, and now you just like, and I can't stress enough. You want to take your time on this next step. Think a little weird, quirky shit because there's nothing cooler than... Anybody can build a bike that, like, when you look at it, you're like, damn, that thing's cool. But, like, when I'm looking at a bike, and every time I look at it, I find, like, a different thing that is just like, what the fuck? That's fucking cool. That's the shit that's fucking rad to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so next episode, we'll get into fab work. So making your own tabs, mounting your oil tank, mounting your gas tank, whether you're going to do a low tunnel, mid tunnel, high tunnel, um, Frisco style. Um, mounting the rear fender, different kinds of brackets you can make yourself. Look, you don't have to buy any tabs for any of this shit. Even a mediocre person. If you can turn a grinder on and can fucking use a MIG, you can build every one of your tabs. You can do all of your own bungs. Um, this is like 90% of the build, too. Yeah. The this is not, this, this one takes the longest. Yeah, it takes the um, longest. So we'll talk about... Thoughtful. So we'll talk about the gas tank, oil tank, um, the bunks, making your own fucking mounting brackets, the rear fender, the sissy bar, and then shaping the frame. Some guys don't get super detailed into the frame, um, but I, I'll tell you this. It's a lot of work, 
but it's very rewarding in the end. When your frame just looks seamless and you clean up all those factory welds, et cetera, et cetera, it's rewarding at the end. Uh, so that's what you can expect on the next motherfucking episode. But before we close this one out, let's thank the motherfuckers that made this shit possible. Up first, we got Deadbeat Customs, the creator of the Deadbeat Retreat, where all low lives go to die. Steve has been supporting this show since the very motherfucking beginning. We got to hang out with him, chopped it up this past fucking weekend. It was a pleasure. Um, you can now catch every episode on the fucking Deadbeat Customs blog. Oh, you didn't know they had a blog? Yeah, go check it out, deadbeatcustoms.com, where they feature local builders. They feature Chopper News. They feature fucking Dynapro News. They feature everything. Go check out the Deadbeat blog. Go to deadbeatcustoms.com, buy some fucking chopper parts or Dyna parts or bagger parts or fucking traveling fucking necessities, helmets, leather vest fucking um canvas vest whatever you want steve's got it all get over to deadbeatcustoms.com use code lowlife at checkout to save some motherfucking money oh and tell him that we sent you so he knows we're doing our job um next <laughs> we got rhino resto convenient inconveniently located in hanneker new hampshire i'm switching it up today <laughs> holy shit took me by storm <laughs> Proud purveyor of uh, <clears throat> authentic Vapor Honer boners uh, with a focus on vintage motorcycles and tool restoration. Uh, friendly service, even friendlier prices. Reach out at rhino underscore resto on Instagram or email me at rhino at lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Uh, is that Hell. how emails work? That's and it. Uh, get a quote or a joke. Last but not least. Up next, <laughs> we got No Luck Paintworks conveniently located in Manchester, New Hampshire. Every highway in the East Coast leads to Manchester. Super easy to get there. Uh, if you want to bring your build to the next fucking level, you want your paint to pop like that fucking Cardi B's pussy does, you need to get to No Luck Paintworks because this motherfucker will make that paint popping, baby. Get over to No Luck Paintworks. Tell him you want a one-off, sexy-ass motherfucking paint job. Whether it's on your chopper, diner, bagger, it does not fucking matter. You want a custom fucking sign for your garage? Cool. Dan can fucking do it. You want to paint your baby candy blue? I don't know if it's legal, but Dan can fucking do it. Seems like you know child I mean? abuse. Dan will get you right. So hit him up. No Luck Paintworks on Instagram. Up next, we got Steel City Blacksmithing, the man who twists everything metal. He fucking CNC lathes shit. He fucking does everything. If it involves metal, old fucking boy Josh can get it done, all right? He will also bring your build to the next fucking level and give you some one-off parts that ain't nobody seen before. Ask me how I know. Because he's done it for me, all right? You know what I'm saying? Get over to SteelCityBlacksmithing.com, Steel City Blacksmithing on Instagram, and tell them the boys from the Low Life Chopper podcast sent you. Next, we got Low Brow Customs. Everything you need for the road ahead. Tyler and his team support everything Chopper. From the East Coast to the West Coast. He's a Midwest guy. You know what I mean? So he's fucking all in the mix. He's supporting everybody. He don't care what side you're from. East Coast, West Coast, that shit don't matter to him. But he's got all the parts to get you swagged the fuck out. And he supports every fucking Chopper show. So the way you can return that favor is to shop at lowbrowcustoms.com, the only website where you can build an entire motherfucking chopper. 
I should do his ad read for his company. I'm too good at that shit. Dude. Up next, we got Stay Strong Co., the only hot sauce I like to stick in my butthole while I jerk off. This shit is delicious. It's good on your hot, on your fucking hot wings. It's good on your fucking kibasa on the grill. It's good in your cereal, your ramens, your eggs. It don't matter what you put it on. I guarantee it brings it to level 10, okay? Listen, you're an ugly dude. You can only pull fours for chicks. Put some fucking the shit hot sauce on her, and she's a 10, baby. All right? Get over to, st- get over to staystrongco.com. Stay Strong Co. on Instagram. And go get yourself some motherfucking hot sauce. And check out the other cool shit he does. He's not just a man in the garden, all right? He's building cool-ass shit as well. Check him out. Last but not least, Loctite Shop Shop. <laughs> you. <laughs> Conveniently located in Epping, New Hampshire. For all your pinstripe needs, hit me up at Loctite Shop Shop on Instagram or Loctite at lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Um, yeah, whatever you need pinstripe, let me know. You want some custom fucking garage signage? I got you. You want me to paint an oil can? I got you. You want me to fucking paint your tins? Gotcha. And when I say paint, I mean pinstripe, by the way. Um, don't hit me up for paint. <laughs> All your pinstripe needs hit me up. And last, last but not least, the show! <laughs> Lowlifechopperpodcast.com has all our links. Uh, follow us on Instagram so you get the latest chopper news. Uh, we have we really have our finger on the pulse of the chopper community. Uh, <laughs> go sign up for that Patreon. <laughs> we do giveaways every month. Look at this month, Oxford Co. Choppers. Don't miss out on that shit. And uh, sign up, sign up for. Uh, oh, go onto the YouTube and subscribe. This actually worked. When I berated everybody last week and called them a bitch and a piece of shit, we got a bunch yeah. of YouTube subscribers. So listen, yeah, up, people you love that fucking shit. piece of shit. Hey, you know what I was thinking? We can add on the website is a parts catalog. A parts catalog? Yeah, like where people have, like if they have parts for sale or they sell like make and sell parts, they can just drop it like a Craigslist. Okay, that'd be dope. Just like a yeah. forum, I guess, where people can just put shit for sale. Yeah, like a classifieds or some shit. Yeah, but listen. Before I cut Rhino off, he was about to tell you, everything you need for Low Life Chopper Podcast is at lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Whether you want to join the Patreon, guess what? Link's there. You want to buy merch? Link's there. You want to email Rhino? You guessed it. Fucking link's there, baby. Anything you need to do with the show, you'll find it at lowlifechopperpodcast.com. So go check it out. We appreciate you tuning in every motherfucking week, supporting everything we do, no matter how much we suck at it. You guys stay faithful. You buy our shitty merch. You listen to our fucking raspy cigarette smoke fucking whiskey breath on the fucking microphones every week. And we're just here to tell you, we appreciate you, baby. We'll see you next week. Until then, good night. <laughs>